You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bible Plus podcast. We got a great one for you today. Not to say that uh, every Bible chapter isn't great, but John chapter 3 is spectacular, and that's what we're going to be diving into today. You can dissect John 3 in in many different ways. You can dive really deep. You can kind of bird's eye view it. And today we're going to be looking at it for from more of a macroscopic level. And we want to see how John chapter 3 is an abridged version of the entire Bible. Now, there's two words I want you to remember from this chapter. First word is serpent. The second word is bride. Now, typically these two wouldn't go together, but... God, um, in his wisdom, in his marvelous way of conveying the divine revelation, puts these two together. And the serpent and the bride is a theme that runs throughout the entire Bible and runs in John chapter 3. Now, if you think about it, the Bible begins with a bride, Genesis chapter 2. Uh, we have Adam and Eve being married. Eve is the bride. And what do you have next in the beginning of uh, chapter 3 in Genesis? You have the serpent introduced on the scene. Jump to Revelation 19, the end of the Bible. You have the bride of Christ. Revelation 20, you have the ancient serpent, the devil, being thrown into the lake of fire. And then Revelation 21 and 22, you have the full, complete bride of Christ, marrying Christ uh, as a universal couple into all of eternity. And it's amazing. John chapter 3 conveys this to us in an abridged version. So without further ado, let's get into it. John chapter 3 begins with talking about a man named Nicodemus, who is a ruler of the Jews. And he's quite a substantial person. Um, he has He's very credentialed. He's very experienced in life. He's very smart. Um, and he's highly respected in society. And it's interesting, he comes to the Lord uh, for more teaching, but the Lord tells him, you must be born anew. And of course, this puzzles Nicodemus substantially. And Nicodemus is asking him more about it. And the Lord tells him, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And so the Lord, in saying Nicodemus needs to be born anew, he needs to be regenerated, which means he needs to receive another life. Now, why does the Lord say this? Well, moving on to the second section of John, this is where we get introduced to the theme of the serpent. And in John 3.14, this is what the Lord says. says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Why? Does the Lord reference this story in the Old Testament, which, let me give you a quick refresher. The children of Israel were complaining, murmuring in the wilderness. God sent serpents, poisonous serpents, to bite them. Um, They were all going to die, all who got bitten. But then God told Moses, you need to put a bronze serpent on a pole, lift it up, and all who look upon the serpent will live. They will be healed from being from the poison that was injected into them from the venomous vipers that bit them. 
So the Lord brings this story up to Nicodemus, who as a Pharisee surely would know this story. And what was the Lord trying to convey to Nicodemus by bringing up this story? He was trying to convey to Nicodemus several things, but the main point was that Nicodemus, even though you're quite a credentialed person, you're quite a good person, you need to realize that you have been snake bit. And because you have been snake bit, you have received the poisonous nature of sin within you. So regardless of how good you think you are, you have been uh, saturated with the poisonous element of Satan, the ancient serpent. And that is the reason you need to be born anew. You don't need to refine yourself outwardly. You don't need more knowledge. You don't need more credentials. You need, you don't need a higher social status. You are a snake bitten person and you need to receive another life. You need to receive the divine life. And so right after the Lord, um, talks about him being, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so also the son of man be lifted up which is a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ being lifted up on the cross so that he could deal with sin. And in dealing with sin, what could happen in verse 15? That everyone who believes into him may have eternal life. That life that we need to receive, that Nicodemus needed to receive to swallow up the serpentine nature within us. And what does that life do? Well, that brings us to the second key word. The key word of the bride. Now, in the next section, why in the world is the bride of Christ being brought, uh, being brought about? You look at John 3, 29. It says, who has the bride is the bridegroom. So why do we go from the serpent to the bride? Well, we go from the serpent to the bride because the Lord is the son of man who was lifted up on the cross to deal with the serpentine nature within man through his redemption and impartation of the divine life into his chosen believers, which would cause us to be born anew, that life will cause us to be the bride of Christ. For us to marry Christ, we have to have the same life as he does. So we need to be regenerated with his life, the divine life, so that we can become the bride of Christ. And in John 3.30, that's why it says he must increase but I must decrease. And so the increase of Christ is the bride of Christ. It's the reason that he was lifted up as in type, the bronze serpent on the cross, so that he could impart God's life into us so that we could be his increase through regeneration and we could be made into the bride of Christ. Now, the last point I want to bring up is in verse 34. It says, for he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the spirit not by measure. Why is this verse important? Because if we are to be produced as the full, prepared, beautiful, glorious bride of Christ, we need the spirit that Christ gives to us, not by measure. Christ is the unlimited Christ. And for him to have a counterpart, a bride, a wife that matches him, we need the immeasurable spirit. We need the spirit given not by measure. So Christ, in him working in our lives, in him working in our hearts, to produce us all as his bride, as his beautiful, glorious bride, 
He is giving the Spirit in a way not of shortchanging us, but in a full way, in an overflowing way, and our experience of the immeasurable Spirit taking the Spirit in, allowing the Spirit to saturate every part of us, giving Him the opening to transform us and and work in our lives and to build us up with others. It is that immeasurable Spirit that will produce us as the glorious bride of Christ that we see in Revelation 19, 21, and 22. So, in conclusion, John chapter 3 is the abridged version of the entire Bible. We start off with a man who on the outs, on the, in an outward way is good, moral, upright, credentialed, but inwardly he snake bit. However, the Lord, as the reality of the bronze serpent, the one who was lifted up on a pole, who was crucified, and in his redemptive work, he dealt with sin and he released the divine life that we would receive through regeneration, through being born anew. That life would make us his increase, which is his bride, and our continual experience of Christ as the life-giving spirit, the spirit given not by measure, will produce us as the complete, beautiful, glorious bride of Christ to marry him and spend eternity together as a universal loving couple. That's John chapter 3 in a nutshell. And I hope you have a wonderful day enjoying Christ as the immeasurable spirit and making progress towards becoming his beautiful bride to satisfy his heart's desire.